moment that you accept reality for what it is, you release all of the resistance in allowing this experience that seems unwanted. You release the resistance. And releasing resistance is the key to getting what you want. As you can tell by the title of this video, today's video is going to be about the art the power of letting go and allowing. Um, this can also be another video on utilizing your feminine energies to receive, to allow, to get to that state where we're in a state of receptivity. Overall, I'm actually just going to share with you in the very beginning of this video what my healing journey has looked like in the past year um, because it's been one of the most painful but powerful time in my entire life where I really was able to get to the bottom of everything. This was exactly what I needed, but also it was just, honestly, it was really painful and it was really hard. Um, no one was really guiding me and I didn't really feel like I had the support that I needed during this time. Um, but I feel also as an adult, as someone who is dedicating their life to understanding myself better so that I can help others empower themselves, I think that it was just one of the biggest like lessons and powerful potent times that I'm able to further um, develop my strength to be able to serve others. So in the beginning of this video, I'm actually going to just share with you what that journey has looked like in the last um, year or so, and then I will get into the step-by-step -step process of how you can get to that state of being able to let go and allow. In the last eight to nine months, um, I have really been focused on doing shadow work. And if you're not familiar with what shadow work is, I encourage you to go and watch my video called shadow work and also a video called how to meet your needs. So to sum up and give you a little bit of a summary, shadow work is essentially um, dealing with the internal fragmentations that occur during our developmental stage. This is obviously during our developmental stages from conception to about eight to nine years of age where our development is at its most vulnerable state. And during this process, what actually happens with in relation to our caretakers is that because our, our caretakers are not emotionally equipped or intelligent or available because of the way that the society actually is, our emotional needs during this time doesn't really get met. And the important thing to understand is that when the needs don't get met, the internal beliefs that we form during this time is one that says that there's something wrong with us for wanting those things, that um, we're not worthy and that we're not deserving of all the things that we want. So this is a very universal belief that we hold, a lot of us hold about ourselves and this happens when we're not even consciously aware. Our experience is in a state of the felt experience during this time. There's a reason why we don't actually recall what the memories are and why we develop these beliefs in the first place. So these are all things that are actually embedded deep within our subconscious mind. And the thing to remember is that the moment that we internally fragment, right? Which is when our needs are expressed or when our needs are present and they don't get met, 
an internal fragmentation process occurs. So our need is still there. They're always going to be there. And I mentioned this time and time again, because it is so important, but no matter who you are, no matter how developed, evolved, and fifth dimensional you are, you have needs and they must get met. And so when these needs are there and we're not consciously aware, we are trying to get these needs met. Now, because this occurs and because we're not aware of how to really take care of ourselves or we don't have the wherewithal to be able to take care of our own needs, what we do is we abandon and disown aspects of ourselves that we have tried to express and we're not accepted. So when this happens, in order for us to maintain the connection and the sense of belonging with our caretakers, we fragment ourselves away from the parts of ourselves that need certain things, if that makes sense. So shadow work is the process of reuniting all of these different aspects of ourselves by being present with all the shadows that are coming up. And it's not really honestly that hard any time that we are actually triggered. So meaning and this that this does require a little bit of an understanding of where we are, right? And a conscious being consciously aware of how we are responding to certain things. But essentially, we have to become aware that when we're triggered, we are our bodies do not have a reference between past present and future and now when your needs are not met you're still stuck in the duality space of believing that you are in a state of surviving okay your internal whole nervous system is wired for survival meaning you're going to see everything outside of you as a threat now when this is this gap is not closed this wound is not closed and healed this is what we're running on you know this is our programming so when we go to experience life and we are triggered what is being relived through our bodies and our nervous system is essentially the past experiences that are being rewired and re-triggered in that state this is why it's called a trigger. A trigger is an event in which that reminds you the similar feelings that you had when these needs or when things were not met and when there was distress in the environment and you were not able to come to a resolution. So our traumas are essentially wanting to find resolution and come back to the wholeness of who we are, where we belong. Now, um, this actually explains a lot of the reasons why we, one, feel empty, why we are constantly striving to fill a void within ourselves, why we feel lonely, and why we actually have the desire to look for another secure partner, a romantic partner, in our adulthood. Why this is the same resemblance of you wanting to find that sense of belonging and connection because it was unmet. So I just listed four different needs, right? Or four different aspects of ourselves that require, that actually drives us to find love or to find answers or to have this yearning that is always wanting to be met. And as long as this yearning exists within you, 
you're going to try and find a way to fill that void. And one of the unhealthy ways that you do this is by, you know, being intoxicated, using alcohol, getting a, being a workaholic, using substances, right? It's only going to be temporary relief that you find through these substances, including spirituality. I'm honestly going to be very honest. The reason why most of us, including myself, why we try to find answers in life is because of this yearning and is because of this void that we have within ourselves. The part of ourselves that want to find the answers, to find a way to self-develop, self-help, is because of the underlying beliefs that we have, have about ourselves that there is something wrong with us and we need to find the answers to why we are wrong or how we are wrong. I'm going to repeat myself again. The reason why we look for answers in life, including spirituality, self-development, is because of the underlying beliefs that we hold about ourselves that says there's something wrong with us. And the reason why we want to find the answers to what is wrong with us is because it was unresolved and un it was unanswered. This is a question that is playing like a broken tape inside of your head, trying to find a way to figure out what was wrong with you so that you can be loved again. So now I'm going to share how this applied to my healing experience and what has helped me in my journey. What I realized through doing shadow work, which is bringing back all of the aspects of myself. So essentially shadow work was looking at all of the different ways that I feel. And especially with our negative emotions, because it's unacceptable in our society. In this current stage, our world is in a state of emotional dark age period where we don't prioritize our emotional needs and our emotional experiences. So it's no fault of anyone that we're in this state. However, it's about time to find understanding and why we are the way that we are. The good news is that we are becoming aware of this. This is why, you know, counselors, psychologists, therapy sessions, and like all of these things are being kind of put into the forefront now, right? We're becoming aware of why we are the way that we are and what is really important for us. No, no amount of success, no amount of money is going to bring us the happiness that we require unless we are emotionally fulfilled. Am I right? Shadow work just required me to pay attention to um, my negative emotions and the triggering responses that I had to certain situations in life. I'm going to give you the good news first, actually. The good news is that if you want to figure out, right, what's wrong with you or the answers or how you can do shadow work, the easiest way you can actually do this is by paying attention to your triggers and almost developing this sense of self that is observing the entire experience and going through that experience by paying attention to the emotions that you're feeling and 
not naming or putting any stories around the story uh, around the idea and the experience of the emotions that you're feeling in that state and being able to separate yourself from the external experience that has triggered you so i'm going to remind you again that the trigger is something that is happening internally and the more that you're actually able to see that this is a reliving of a past experience, the more that you're going to be able to empower yourself to understand where this is coming from in the first place and putting less attention to the outer experiences that are occurring out there. This is going to also help you get out of that survival state. The survival state is a state where we are busy trying to fix whatever is out there right happening in our external reality so the all the energy that is going out there right you're using everything you've got to fix the outside so that you feel at ease so that you feel secure so that you feel safe with yourself am i making sense honestly there was a part of me that just felt a little bit like like just this a part of me felt relief right? Knowing that this trigger is actually something that's happening within me. It has like almost nothing to do with what's happening out there. And I'll deal with that. Don't worry, right? I'm not going to, you know, if there was something that was happening in my external reality right now, I'm not going to say I'm never going to do anything about my life right now. But I could clearly see with, a, with my conscious awareness that when I was triggered by an event, that the reaction, my, my bodily physiological response to this, the reaction, the immediate reaction that I had to this, the gut-wrenching feeling, the anxiety, the sweat, the, the, the horror and the, the terror that I was feeling through my body was not equivalent to what just happened. And sometimes we get really caught up in the stories, right? So, okay, so let me give you the example. So essentially what happened was as I was doing shadow work, the good news is that your body, your, your, you know, all that is, I don't really care what you call it, but your source, the, all that is, the creator self, the higher self, your most wise part of you and this world essentially is always looking for resolution that is the good news now the bad news is that it might not be all that graceful that's the bad news and it's not shadow work if you want to go into shadow work wanting to be graceful it's probably going to be like a very rough ride for you the more that you're actually going to be able to let go of your gracefulness in this whole process and become the raw vulnerable being that you actually are the more that it's going to be more healing for you and you can become more graceful in the in the end um so i experienced something pretty recently um and it was something along the lines of essentially not being invited to something and I realized that some of the party members basically just left me out, <laughs> to say the least. Now, I didn't know what was happening. There was no kind of preamble to this. There were no warnings. I just saw that this event was happening. And when I saw that all of my closest friends were there, 
I immediately was really triggered and it was in the middle of the night and I went into a full panic mode. And what happened though, because I knew through doing this work for months and months and months that this was about time that I actually pay full attention to this experience and not resist myself from feeling what I was feeling at that time. So I I saw what I saw and I was triggered and I knew I was triggered and I also knew that, and this was the key to this experience, because my monkey mind, the ego, which is always trying to help you, by the way, the ego is the parts of you that you have basically fragmented that take over. So it's, it's all a part of you. You don't have to demonize your ego. The way to make friends with your ego is probably the best way to live and heal anyways. So the ego, the mind was just going um, full speed, trying to figure out what went wrong and what can I do to fix it, right? Immediately, I was like, okay, I have to figure out, I have to contact this person to figure out what happened, what did I do wrong, and I'll contact this person, and and then if, if they tell me that I did something wrong, then I'll fix that. You know why this happened? Because for me, my sense of belonging and connection is one of the most important thing. I knew this, that I knew that this was important for me. And I knew that this was a very familiar story for me in my life. The more that you recognize the pattern that you hold in your life, the more that you're able to like become aware that this is actually something that's happening from within. So what I did was I just essentially in my mind and my consciousness, I just shut down my entire world. Also, it was like in the middle of the morning, everybody's asleep. There's nothing that I actually could do in that state anyway. So I fully dropped into my body during that time and I tuned in. And as I tuned in, I sank in to the emotions, the negative responses that was coming up at that time. Let me tell you, it was honestly one of the most horrifying, the most devastating, weird feeling, like losing myself, like I'm a part of myself is just dying. And it felt like this hole had been formed within my gut And my whole existence was just being sucked inside. And the moment that I actually gave in to this this feeling, just with my little bit of like conscious awareness, which is our light, right? We're shining the light to the shadow. And I just observed myself go through this. And you can now see that the reaction, the response that my body had in relation to what happened is not equivalent the weight is, is not the right weight, if that makes sense. And as I, as I let go of the stories or the way that I needed to fix this whole thing with the people that are outside in my circumstance at this moment, I tuned into that and that part of me took over. And it felt... It, it was the, the end of fear you know, and as I gave into that, my body just, I was in this position, laying down in my bed, 
And as I allowed that experience to overtake me or take over me, I just felt right into that. And my whole body was just in a state of shock. The more that I allowed, the more that I just comforted myself, telling myself that I'm fully here and that I'm able to experience this and that it's okay that I'm feeling this way. Um, As I was doing that, I was honestly like stuck in a certain position and I saw my hands shaking and there was a part of me that just started to think that I was losing my mind. It didn't last long, um, but it made so much sense to me um, why this was actually really important. So I realized that for my entire life, I've never allowed myself to fully feel this. The way that I found out that this was actually true was because um, this, obviously, this whole year of doing shadow work was in a way a preamble to being able to do certain work. During this process um, and through the guidance of a shadow work process that I know, I just allowed myself to ask certain questions. And if you want to do shadow work, go and please go and watch my video called Shadow Work. It'll help you immensely understand yourself. But I asked myself, when was the last time that I felt this way? And I was immediately brought to a memory back in my childhood. Ironically, I ran into one of my classmates today, which is really interesting. And in this town, um, far, far away from where we actually were 20 years ago or so, I was brought back to this memory of sitting across from the computer after uh, school and I was on MSN and I was messaging a bunch of my friends um, as you do and I noticed something a little bit different this day so I wasn't sure like what was happening but I think that my friends were maybe like grayed out or something and they weren't really online and I just felt weird you know intuitively weird and so I, I asked one of the friends that were online and I asked them hey you know, what's going on, you know, the usual shebang. <laughs> and the friend responds in a really weird manner and just tells me that, hey, um, I can't be your friend anymore. I'm going to be blocking you and this is going to be happening all around. Goodbye. No reason why, no explanations about where this is coming from. None of that. And she vanished. And then I asked another friend because this was really odd And obviously at this point, my body is full tilt crazy, you know, like I'm having a nervous breakdown. My hands are probably shaking and I ask another friend, they say the same thing and they just block me. This happened with about 10 people that same day. And in this memory, the feeling that I had brought me back to that memory. I'm literally just sitting across from the computer And the two questions that I'm asking myself um, as a 12-year-old or 13-year-old was, I must have done something horribly wrong and that there's something wrong with me, that I'm being abandoned from my friends. And I realized um, as I felt through the experience that there was no other memory in relation to this memory, meaning I could not remember a single thing that I did afterwards to try to understand the state or to you know going to school what did i do after logging off of the computer who did i go to none of this is in my memory i do not remember a single thing 
afterwards, how I dealt with this experience. And I realized that the reason why I don't remember is because I had blocked out everything afterwards. And within that memory of sitting across from the computer, a part of myself that was overwhelmed with this, with this entire experience had been fragmented and been stored as a shadow self, as that part of myself. And it's like a broken CD asking the same questions over and over again in a very much paralyzed state. I didn't know what to do. Who would know what to do? When you're that, you know, when you're that young and something like this is happening. This traumatic event had been stored in this state of being paralyzed and asking the same questions over and over again. What's wrong with me? There must be something terribly wrong with what I did. The scary part about this is that because I have this replaying in my mind over and over again, I'm going out there in my reality trying to find the answers to a faulty question. If you're someone watching this, if I, if I can empower one person and, and get out of the trance of believing that there's something wrong with you, I want you to listen up really carefully. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. There, and if there is anything wrong it is the thought itself that there is something wrong with you you might have been convinced from early ages um, in your life that there was something wrong with you so i tried to look back at this time when this event occurred and the only thing that I could actually recollect was that around this time, um, I was in a very physically ill state. I had just gotten out of the hospital, hospitalized for two weeks because, my, because of the autoimmune disease that I had. And I had an event where the disease kind of took over my whole um, system and I lost a lot of hair. I felt very insecure about myself and I think that during this time, I just had a hard time fitting in because I felt very different and because I was dealing with this disease. And this was something that, that was, at that time, uncontrollable for me. Uh, seeing someone in pain like that, I don't think that the kids that I was dealing with, my friends, knew how to deal with someone going through that. So the byproduct of that probably led to the bullying or whatever. And honestly, it doesn't even matter. That experience like should not define who I am. And I'm sharing this very vulnerably with you because this event and other events in my life directly influenced the way that I interacted with everyone in my life. So because I hold this belief that there's something wrong with me, I'm one, interacting with a lot of people that are essentially not very healthy for me to have in my life. If you put about a thousand people in the room, I would have been more wired to connect 
with and try to connect with people who are not connectable, who are not available, who are not seeing my value as a person. And the reason why I felt compelled to do this was to find the original answers to the questions that I had. I'm going to spare you you know, all the different other stories, but there's also a reason why this event even occurred in the first place and it doesn't even it, it doesn't even end there you know and the reason why i know that this is a traumatic event that i um re-picked up was because i erased this part of memory and it came back to me when i was doing shadow work and i also have another story about you know my mother leaving for a certain time that came back as a memory and i'm gonna be very clear that sometimes you don't even need a memory to go through this process like you don't have to dig up all of your past this event itself allowed me to understand myself better in a deep profound way that allowed me to heal certain aspects of myself that i need to heal now so i don't need to dig up why that even occurred in the first place I don't need to dig up all of the other memories that I might have. This was enough for me. And shortly after that, I had other events that allowed me to do more integration work. But the thing that I want to share with you is that as I felt through this whole experience and relived the old memories, one, I was able to understand myself, what my needs were, what the beliefs that I was holding about myself were, right? And what actions to take what's important for me. And as I mentioned, I have been wired because I believe this belief. I have been wired to basically re-traumatize myself and bring back similar feeling experiences in my life so that I could find the answers to a faulty question. So in addition to all of this, I'm going to give you a really, really simple like idea of why you have a hard time letting go in your life. The reason is one, you don't have an understanding of what it is that you actually need. Not clear. Just like I wasn't clear. Two, you have to understand that beyond trauma, beyond everything, the need for a sense of belonging and connection is not even something that you're consciously going to be able to suppress and repress, especially if this is something that has not been met during childhood, which most of us are in the same boat. That is what you're going to prioritize. So if I give you this key, which is understand that you might self-abandon that you might sacrifice all of your needs so that you can maintain a sense of connection and a sense of belonging with whomever you're attached to right now you're not gonna let go even if it means you're literally being burnt you're not gonna let go like being burnt alive, moth to a fire. So I'm going to share with you now what this has allowed me to let go. This experience has allowed me to let go of trying to find the answers from people who do not have the answers. Meaning my old 
coping mechanism would have been to not take care of myself, to not take care of the emotions that I was feeling. I would bypass all of that and I would go out there and try to fix whatever is happening outside of myself. I would have probably just taken the route of, I need to go speak to someone involved in all of this. I need to go speak to all the friends that are involved in this. I need to figure out what I did wrong. And I realized that the answer is not even out there. And my act, the act of not even listening to myself, not even honoring and respecting myself enough. And here's a catch. The reason why we stay more focused on external outcomes and people and things and relationships and etc etc is because we fear the having of ownership and responsibility and our ability to keep ourselves happy and respect respecting ourselves so meaning just as long as we are handing off the responsibility to other people validating our worth right we don't have to deal with the fear of bidding ourselves we don't have to deal with handling ourselves and taking care of ourselves and our own experience and our own responsibilities Meaning, what if I have to let go of these relationships, right? What if, and and what does that mean? Like, what if they were not being respectful, right? I'm so focused on pleasing and making sure that I find resolution outside of myself so that I could feel validated and whole again, that I don't know how to respect myself. So... Number one, understanding, like understanding what is serving you right now and what's not. Just beyond this example is I had to really sit with myself and see what is serving me and what is not. On an objective level, if I were to ask myself the questions, am I respecting myself? And if I were to really truly love myself, what would I do? Would I be out there trying to fix everything so that I could be liked by people? Or would I stay focused on what is right for me and what is in alignment with me? Number two, understand why you cannot let go. There's there's layers to this. Number one is we are just wired to hold on to the familiar no matter what. And this comes from our insecurities, right? And as long as we are in this state of scarcity, in this state of surviving, we are in scarcity. So sometimes we just have a hard time letting go because it's better to be in pain and be able to meet our need of certainty, right? Knowing our certainty that it's certain that I'm going to be in pain. Sometimes it's better to know that we're going to be in pain than to risk yet another failure. So we hold on to the familiar. Number two, I just mentioned that sometimes we hold on to the familiar and we hold on to our external relationships and people and circumstances and events to ensure our worth because we're really afraid of having that responsibility ourselves, right? If I let go of this person or if I let go of this 
opportunity, let's just say. We're afraid that we're not going to have the opportunity to be validated and whole. We're also scared of going to the unknown and trying something out because we might fail and we might fear the disappointment that we're going to feel. And what if then, right? What if then I confirm with myself that I have yet again failed? I'm going to ask you, is it worth holding on to an experience that is causing you pain that you know is not serving you than to risk and try something new that just might work out for you? And with the gift of knowing that you made this happen. Um, another layer to this, again, is our physiological responses when we're in this survival state, when we're not taking care of our needs, when we're not prioritizing our own values and our own sense of self, we're in a state of surviving. As long as we're in a state of surviving, we're actually not even in a state of being able to have optimal relationships with other people because we're only focused on our survival. Does that make sense? We're, state, we're in a state of duality. We cannot take care of other people. We cannot have a healthy relationship with other people when our primary concern right now is our survival. And you're needing for a connection and a sense of belonging and love and all of that sounds really glorious and graceful, but it honestly, there's two layers to that, right? There's a level where it was unmet and you're doing everything in your power to maintain that connection, even if that means self-sacrificing and even if that means you're abandoning yourself. There's a difference between that and the love that is there in an unconditional way because you want to experience the giving of the love. And love means you take other people, whoever you're loving, as a part of yourself, right? You own their best interests as a part of yourself and vice versa. This cannot occur unless you can, you can find a state of feeling secure and feeling like your needs are being met. The only way to get your needs met is by knowing what your needs are and paying attention to yourself. Okay, so the last step to being able to let go and that is the reason why, and as I mentioned, um, all of the things that I just did, the reason why we actually suffer is because we believe that whatever is happening in our external reality should not be happening. It has to do with our expectations of what it should be. We are fixated on certain outcomes in our realities. And that's why we cannot let go. We also just don't believe that we can have what we want unless we hold on to this thing. And the power really comes and becomes a part of our being when we are actually able to face reality and accept what is. You have to embrace and allow what is to just be. The moment that you accept reality for what it is, you release all of the resistance in allowing this experience that seems unwanted. You release the resistance and releasing resistance is the key to getting what you want. So... Ask yourself the question, 
Am I respecting myself? And what would someone do if they truly love themselves? Um, I'm going to also leave you with a prayer. Um, and you could use this to kind of as a reminder. So I'm going to use the word God because sometimes it's universal. Um, but you can think of God with whatever, just replace the word with whatever you're comfortable with. But so God Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I could not have said it better, honestly. So I'm going to leave you with that. I really hope that you found this helpful. And if you did, please let me know in the comments down below. I'd love to know. And yeah, as always... Take what resonates and leave out the rest. Bye!